Michelle Constant on SAFM. So we're moving to the United States, to Silicon Valley. Lots of stories coming out of there. Uh, you heard of Theranos with Elizabeth Holmes, who I suppose uh, fake it till you make it is the best way to describe her. We'll talk about her in a moment. But uh, we're also seeing Elon Musk uh, taking over Twitter and many conversations around that. Probably one that talks to exactly what we've been talking about, whether one uses kindness or just charges forward in the quest to make your organization and I'm putting this in inverted commas, great. Our guest on the line is Toby Shapshak. He's the publisher of Stuff Magazine and also Scroller.Africa. Toby, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Michelle. And yes, your, your previous conversation about kindness and leadership is a very interesting segue into this because <clears throat> it wouldn't necessarily be, or empathy, let's call it empathy. Empathy or kindness would never be a, a characteristic that you would previously have defined as, as important in a business leader, you know, just, you know, if you look at someone like Elon Musk, who's I'm sure the same age as me, and not as, you know, he's probably a lot older than you, you know, a young uh-huh. lady. Um, uh, we grew up in an era in the 80s where, and, and a couple of people have observed this, the kind of like the tech bro culture grew up where strong men were, you know, uh, Ronald Reagan staring down the, the Soviets. And, and that kind of leadership example, there's, a, there's one theory that that's the kind of leadership example we see in tech CEOs at the moment, although someone like Mark Zuckerberg was 28 when he started, so he's still in his 40s. But it, it's interesting because Elon Musk's behavior, <clears throat> and definitely, we definitely know he's a genius. You don't have to say that about people who come out of Pretoria Boys, do you? You should say they're a really good rugby player. Um, but the man is clearly a genius. He's the richest person in the world. He is he has arguably revolutionized more industries than Steve Jobs did. And Steve Jobs, you know, invented the personal computer with Steve Wozniak, the iPhone, the Apple uh, you know, he turned music digital through the, the iTunes store. Uh, he created the app economy off the back of, of, of the iPhone, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. He also involved in, in Pixar. So they there are a good six industries that Steve Jobs touched and completely revolutionized. And a few years ago, I said, I arguably Elon Musk will have a, a bigger impact because he's worked on micropayments or, or transactions on the internet through PayPal. Tesla, the electric car manufacturer, the electric vehicle, EV, as it's generally called, was a, was a, was a, a breakthrough company in many ways. There was a, it was at one point, this, you know, the CEO of Ford, uh, kind of said something about it, and I forget who made the exact quote, but if nothing else, it was kind of like it would have spurred the rest of the car industry to follow on with electric vehicles, which they now are. And I don't think if, if Mark had come along with Tesla, that wouldn't have that would have happened 30 years later, at least, who's going who's gonna to do away with an asset they can still sweat. Uh, and the same thing with, with these space companies, space exploration, SpaceX is, is truly remarkable and innovative and incredible. It used to cost $200 million or more to send a, uh, for NASA to send a rocket into space. He brought it down to $20 million. Then he started saying, well, why are we throwing away the rockets? Why don't we land them? Then he started landing. Well, then why are we, you know, the cap at the top of the rocket, that's $5 million. Let's put a parachute on that and land it. And, and there's a lot that he's done in the world that has made him remarkable and amazing and he says he says things like 
society's ultimate aim is to, quote, save humanity, end quote. And, and then along came this totally weird thing in April where he decided to buy Twitter. And I think I think this will be his Waterloo. It will certainly be his reputational Waterloo. He, he's bitten off more than he can chew, and he has really behaved abominably. His, his behavior is, is the antithesis of, of what that... that um, the guy didn't want to call himself a consultant, a behavioral analysis, or an empathy uh, activist. I forget what he called himself. And he, you know, he has behaved in a, in a very cruel and heartless way. He fired half of Twitter's seven and a half thousand employees by email after informing them by email that they would be fired. And he's, he's behaved in a way that shows that he hasn't really thought this out. There's no strategy. There's no plan. There's yeah. no, you know, there's nothing to to say, ah, oh, there's a genius at work here. I mean, lots of people who say there's a genius at work here, and there's just as many people who say those people who think a genius is at work here are completely deluded, and I have to say I agree with the latter. You know, Scott Galloway, the, the, the NYU Stern uh, professor who's, who's, you know, really a good voice in the tech space, does a podcast with a woman called Kara Swisher called Pivot. She's the second technology journalist after Walt Mossberg. And he made some very good points about the fact that we're watching a man unraveling. We're not watching sure. a company unraveling. We're watching a man unraveling. And you see this in the, in the kind of naivety and the thoughtlessness and the knee-jerk responses, you know. And, and clearly, there's like a lot of strategy. It, it has been pointed out that this is a strategy of, of creating chaos and threatening that the company is going to go bankrupt that Musk has used before with Tesla and with SpaceX and it, you know, it seems to be some kind of strategy to, you know, make the company leaner, faster, smarter. But but the underlying problem is is, is this. Twitter makes 90% of its revenue from advertisers. From the moment Musk took over, those advertisers have lost confidence in him. Mm. And as a result, they've, like, disappeared in droves. So now he said he had to fire half of his staff and cut costs because Twitter was losing $4 million a day. That's pretty significant. That's a lot of money. But also, this purchase of Twitter required Twitter to take on $13 billion worth of debt. So now they have a billion dollars a year of extra debt to service on top of everything else. And and what Musk has done is create or destroy all the trust between the the social media platform and, and the advertisers who make up the bulk of the revenue, insulting them. He spent months insulting Twitter's executives, uh, trying to decide whether you know they had five percent bots or not, spam bots. And part of the problem was in the beginning he he refused due diligence. Yeah. Then the whole market fell to the floor. I mean, Facebook has lost seventy percent of its value since it tried to change it changed its name to Meta last October. It's lost sixty one or sixty something percent this year alone. <clears throat> so. Big tech is not so big anymore. Amazon has lost a trillion dollars worth of value. So what Musk has done is made an offer for Twitter that was vastly more than, than the shares were worth. The, the yeah. market fell through the floor. He couldn't get out of the con- out of the deal. He spent a lot of time trying to. And and, they, and I, you know, everybody thinks the reason he did the deal was because the first batch of really cringeworthy texts came out between him and his friends and other people running into, you know, Hoping I'm very tech bro orientated, everybody yeah. mentioned. And then he bought the company, and what he's done with the company since 
just it just looks like the, the you know he let Donald Trump back on he lets a bunch of other right wing people the parody accounts the disinformation the, you know all of the things that make advertisers run and, and hide and not spend their money and he's done that and he's he does not seem like he like he has a strategy usually Toby, like the rest of the do you think he had um, do you think he understood Twitter? I mean, Twitter is kind of like the Wild West. There's yeah. a lot that happens on there, and there are groupings of people who do work together uh, to, you know, to really abuse other people. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's awful. It's 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 a, it's a cesspool of disinformation and hate speech and misogyny. But, There's a massive thing called GamerGate, where female gamers were attacked. Yes, and that's right. There's yeah. nothing, that, you know. So here, so so so, I don't want to I don't want to uh, miss making my very good point, which is his lack of strategy kind of resembles all the other Pretoria boys who end up playing for the Blue Bulls <laughs> or play Copper Stump uh, rugby. So so <clears throat> so, you know what what's happened is that he's he's created an even more toxic environment. And a, and a very good writer on the Verge, whose name is it's a tech publication, online tech publication, yeah. I forget. I forget his name, but his, his handle on Twitter is at Reckless. Yeah. And he said, you broke it, you buy it. You know, welcome to hell, Elon. <laughs> and, and it's so true. He spent, he spent months deriding it, fired all the senior executives as soon as he started. You know, this is a, this is a Harvard Business Review will write this up as a test case on how not to do a takeover. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the ultimate insult, and perhaps it's just a troll, was that, he invited uh, Donald Trump back onto Twitter. Donald Trump turned, you know, turned it down or hasn't taken it up yet. That's very funny. But yeah, and they've the lost enormous, thing. enormous followers. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, and this, this guy on the verge at Reckless made a really good point, and he said, you know, everybody knows that Twitter's not a particularly well-run company. The previous CEO and one of the co-founders, Jack Dorsey, was like a part-time CEO yet another business called Square that's now being renamed Block, which is a, yeah. a payment system, uh, a very blockchain-orientated now, obviously. And he, <clears throat> he, you know, Twitter just needed a proper boss who could come in and run it, and that's what the interim uh, CEO Parag was doing, or the CEO when Musk bought the company. So, so Twitter isn't a well-run company. It kind of, it kind of survives in spite of itself, you know, yes. because it has an outsized influence. It only has about 320 million uh, daily active users or monthly users. There's a whole bunch of metrics that they use. But, but it's loved by politicians and celebrities, and, and, and people have, have more of a, of a feeling for it. I've always found it more honest than Facebook. And I, you know, when I deleted Facebook, I didn't delete Twitter. Twitter is the only social media I have on my phone, although I only probably look at it once or twice a day. Um, and it's... it's it's fascinating how he has misread this situation. Yeah. And we could go back to the fact that he's admitted to being on the spectrum. I have no issue with that at all. I think, I think so many people of our generation, you know, were on the spectrum, didn't know they had ADHD. You know, when we were kids, we got, you know, there was no occupational therapy. There was none of this stuff. I didn't get glasses till I was 13. Uh, you know, no one noticed I couldn't see the blackboard. Um, so, so, you know, like, you know he's gone through he's gone through the world and discovered the only way to do it is is this system that he's found is very aggressive. He's got this so-called quote unquote chaos energy, 
it's fantastic if you're revolutionizing a space industry or if you're building electric cars. But social media requires a lot more nuance. And he hasn't demonstrated, he understands it, and he hasn't yeah. demonstrated that he he has a grasp on it, not, certainly not by his behavior. And, it, and it's, it's hugely problematic. He calls it the digital town square. I do agree with him. But, you know, he broke it. And the, the guy from The Verge at Reckless said... Um, uh, <clears throat> he said, Twitter isn't a technology company. You're not buying some radical, amazing, incredible technology. What you're buying are a passionate, fanatical user base. <laughs> and he said to him, well done, exactly. Elan. You just bought yourself for $44 billion. You are Twitter's biggest asset. And, and I mean, if he pulls the rabbit out of a hat and saves it and saves the money, I think people are going to be more surprised than if he doesn't because... Yeah. You know, this has just been a very destructive, you know, value destroying yeah. way to start and run a business. And it's and it's and it's not where he has to have the single minded focus of a startup founder to get a spaceship into space or an electric yeah. car to run. Exactly. This involves this involves a lot of interpersonal skills, trust, you know, people thinking they can be trusted, yeah. misinformation won't spread, people won't die from, you know, we're going to have to leave it there, I'm afraid. But um, I, I certainly I keep thinking of the Stephen King, the author Stephen King, who wrote yes. um, this. This is not a rocket company and neither is it an electric vehicle company. Yeah. And uh, I think that I'm, that I'm answers like it on that one. Toby, thanks yeah. so much for joining us. Always great to chat to you, Toby Shapshak. He's the publisher of Stuff and Scroller.Africa. My apologies on that one.